0: and we're back
1: welcome back it has been a while but we have returned the banging and clanging podcast is back for the july 4th weekend
0: that's right it's been a while since last time we the podcast take it away crossbones
1: it has been a while <laughs> that's there a deep you- cut that's a deep cut with some stained.
0: That, that is right. As always, we have yeah, Crossbones here, the man with the largest arms and Crunch Fitness. Allegedly. Um, Alleg- but
1: but factually, me and Mary Claire wear the same size shirts, even though my arms are bigger than hers.
0: Ah. but well, Her legs might be bigger than yours.
1: Her calves <laughs> are definitely bigger than mine. <laughs> her calves are definitely bigger than
0: mine. <laughs> ah, something that like Crossbones is not bigger than is the calves. Yeah, the calves. <laughs> She's got some monster cats. <laughs> and I am Blake Beretta. And if I was uh, on MTV Cribs and if I was rich and famous, I will have uh, Universal Studios build my house for me. They would do a great job. That's right. Because uh, if I would have my house built by Universal Studios, it would be the best one on MTV Cribs history because I'll have them build tunnels, uh, corridors, all kind of stuff. Because you can't even, like all dark caves. Because if I want to get up and go to the bathroom one night, well, that's when the adventure begins. You go through the caves and everything.
1: <laughs> that was a that was such a great show. I you know I always I don't know why they stopped doing it. I guess uh, people stop wanting their houses like completely just people walking through and having to film that. And I mean, I guess it <laughs> takes a little away from their privacy a little bit. But that was a oh, good make- show.
0: It was. I think maybe because regular P.O. felt like felt terrible after watching it.
1: <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's like <laughs> who wants who wants gold ceilings like Master P had? If Master P had like solid gold ceilings. I didn't... Nobody wants that.
0: No, nah, that's like overdoing. Like if I was rich, I want to spend my money on stuff that I need and not like something that's over the top. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we need to go back through and revisit some cribs. And there was there was a guy uh, who was it? It was Red. I think it was Red Man, and he lived like in like an apartment or something. But he kept it completely real. He was like, "Yeah, I don't have anything fancy. This is just
0: my house." Exactly, and he was probably the richest man on cribs, probably because he saved all his money. So, I just wanted an apartment. Here's my ironing board. <laughs> I remember, chi- was it China? China did cribs. She did. I know Hulk Hogan yeah. did. Yeah, China
1: definitely had an episode of Krebs. Hogan's house was insane. Yeah, he had the perfect house. <laughs> yeah, he well, lives. Yeah, he lives in uh, Tampa. Oh, I guess he was living in Tampa or, or St. Petersburg, Florida. But he had the boat. He had all the
0: cars. That's right. He had all of that. He even had his own custom-made car. Yeah, yeah, he had the the Hulk Hogan Viper. That is right, the Hulk Hogan Viper, the custom red and yellow Hulkamania car, and a roommate coming. He came to the lot with his daughter, and and everybody was in the house throwing off the house.
1: Yeah, that was actually, you know, if you go back and just look, I I, I definitely would go, like to go back and look at that one. That one sticks out of my mind. Uh, the one, the Fifty Cent sticks out of my mind because uh, he bought Mike Tyson's old house.
0: Oh, well, I can't remember in, that one.
1: In Connecticut, There is a Connecticut or New Hampshire one of those places. Masterpiece stood out. I remember China because I was a I was huge into DX. China had her cribs.
0: Yeah, Hugh Hefner.
1: Hugh Hefner had a good one. <laughs>
0: Best life he has. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That house is still. I I think that house is actually still on the market in uh in Beverly Hills, uh the old the old Playboy Mansion.
0: Oh, of course. Cool um,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think. Was there any like um, from...
0: Gene Simmons from Kiss?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Gene Simmons had a good one. Yeah. Had, but uh, but I was like, he. I mean, but uh, Gene Simmons has been famous for so long, and just Kiss was is just huge. i I expected that from Gene Simmons to have this like ungodly amounts of like of like suffragettes. That's the one thing too. People don't realize rock stars in the '70s, '80s, and '90s made so much more it may look like they make more now but they made so much more back then because you had to buy the whole cd
0: exactly that was it just like a cd's back then that was the top seller there was no real itunes back then or I, but itunes is robbing artists blind uh, itunes and streaming
1: are robbing artists blind
0: oh yeah can you you can look back and go online and see what they made back then to now it's not they lost a lot of money
1: yeah yeah they, it's been a complete shift in uh and how they how they do business much like sure. in in most businesses that are going on like the wrestling business which we mm-hmm. have we have we are going to return to um i so know we got
0: caught up at mtv cribs uh,
1: MTV Cribs, which is a fantastic show and i don't think they'll i don't think they'll ever bring it back Yeah, speaking of one more thing on that i think I, I do remember why they canceled it because um what they started to do is a lot of a lot of advertisers, a lot of people who wanted to get their stuff seen would go to these people's houses and just drop it off, so that it would make it would make it look like it was their stuff, but it wasn't their stuff. It was just people trying to advertise their products in the houses, and uh-huh. I think they got exposed, and that's why they shut it down.
0: Uh, that explains. I didn't know that as a kid. I didn't even know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what initially it started out out with, but then it just turned into. It, then it just, I think it just morphed into that.
0: Mm, yeah, I did not even know that that happened. It was a good show while it lasted.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. All right, but as we get to wrestling, which is uh, since we we have taken off since uh, Hell in a Cell, I don't think we've done anything uh, since Hell in a Cell.
0: Yeah, we didn't cover Hell in a Cell or the shows before that. So get ready, guys. You guys might be in for a two-parter for this one. So I'm gonna say this:
1: the stuff before, I I
0: uh, I kind of tuned out uh,
1: right before Hell and Cell the because they were giving us the same stuff every week.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, I was Bobby, the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was like, it was Bobby, it, it was Bobby and Drew, and them arguing back and forth every single week. Um, and we knew the, and we kind of knew the outcome that they weren't gonna have Bobby win two and then not win the final one. So that that part. Um, that part was was just boring to me, and and I don't get bored with, I don't really get bored with wrestling that much because there's there's always something that piques my interest on the show, even if it's not the championship picture. There's always something, but it just seemed like they were just kind of recycling the same thing, um, over and over and over again. So it's like you know what, I'll I'll check back in after Hell in a Cell. I know it's going to happen, so let's just get let's just get past
0: this. Exactly, he's like, you got you got nothing to see before Hell in the Cell. Just Bobby and his hoochie mamas, Drews yelling back and forth, like, "I hate you, I hate you." Sword, he got a sword, chop the table in half. Then the Hell in the Cell starts.
1: <laughs> I will say, I will say this about um, the current situation now. Hell in the Cell went went um, as planned. Everything went as planned. The Hell in the Cell, every match <laughs> you thought was going to happen ended the way that you thought it was there weren't really any any upsets or any any title changes or anything that just kind of was like wow this is fantastic um i don't think it was a throwaway i think they had to i think they had to pay off um the things that they they had been recycling on raw which they which they did but the breath of fresh air was this money in the bank thing um, that that has finally come back around. It's one of the it's okay. one of the great pay per views because it, it it means something because it it sets up um, what is to come down the road.
0: That's right. Like after all the Hell in the Cell, already people knew what was going to happen. The Money in the Bank feel like it's the one that's going to be like, all right, guessing game. What we got here? Who's going to win? Finally, something. I think Money in the Bank is going to top Hell in the Cell.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely. Think so, and one of the best parts about Hell in a Cell is the qualifying matches, which are always interesting because one, you get you get some pretty cool matchups uh, that you might not necessarily see, mm-hmm. uh, and you get to pull for some people that you know you, who they who you want to be champion, or maybe you want to see them get a shot at the championship, or maybe they're just exciting in the match. Like I always think this is this is the kind of match that favors somebody like John Morrison who can do lots of stuff off the ladder who is very athletic who can use every part of the ring and the surrounding areas
0: that's right like him and ricochet monday night had a great qualifying match where ricochet slingshots himself to a seated john morrison on the barricade and then they killed each other
1: <laughs> yeah that was that was that was a great spot um and those that's the kind of spot that only those two could do they had a great rivalry in uh lucha underground
0: Right, that's how they know each other very well. It's like, I know what you're about to do, Ricochet, because you could do it. <laughs> I think that
1: match needs to happen more. I, I, down the road, hopefully, we can get that match a couple more times and maybe for a title of some sort um, if, yeah. if, if it comes to that.
0: We are going to have a fatal four-way or something. like People who qualify, I uh, think is a fatal four-way. I think next Monday is uh, Ricochet, Morrison... Drew and I forgot there might be somebody else in that picture. It's gonna be a fatal four-way next Monday.
1: One of the most shocking things was uh having Riddle beat Drew That's McIntyre. Right.
0: Yeah, did Riddle beating Drew McIntyre because I was like, nah, they're gonna get riddled because he's already over that whole Randy Orton gimmick, freaking funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was gonna say from of the people who have gotten called up, uh Riddle definitely has taken the bull by the horns. And uh elevated himself to a spot that uh I, I'm sure that him him personally he thought he was gonna be there, but I don't think a lot of people that watch the show or, or watch him in NXT um mm-hmm. thought he was going to elevate himself to this level this fast.
0: Exactly. Because I never thought he was gonna make it this way because I was like I wasn't that a big fan of him at first because I didn't know who he was, but now I was like, oh, this guy's hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh I was gonna say the Triple H and uh did a good job uh, preparing him uh, for for this for for RAW After um, and to deal with that and to deal with that environment and of all the call ups you know like like you got somebody like Alistair Black and mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Johnny Gargano who came up for a little while um, and yep. all those guys I mean they couldn't stick or they couldn't find their 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 role in there and 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 they ended up going back down but Riddle's call up seemed to has gone. Probably better than he expected. I mean, better than, than better than they expected.
0: Yep, he came right at the time before Vince said he wants those two hundred pound muscle guys now. So, so Rid- Riddle came right at the nick of time.
1: Riddle's probably, you know, I don't know. I think Riddle's probably about two fifteen, two ten. Yeah, but
0: you know, you know, Vince wants that body bodybuilder look. Uh,
1: yeah, he's just he, he's kind of built like um, he is built like uh, let's see, he's like, like a smaller he He's ripped. I mean, he's ripped up. Yeah. But uh he's he's kind of like a smaller Cesaro.
0: Yeah, Cesaro's a little bit more thicker and leaner, but yeah, he's yeah. like a he's like a Cesaro kind of type, but he gets a UFC training, he keeps him lean.
1: Yeah, he's a hundred percent, yeah, he's a hundred percent UFC dude. That I mean if you go to the UFC, that's what everybody looks like in the UFC.
0: Yeah, he got the same he got the, he keeps the same body type. And he's you know, he like like, you, like he fits the all. He came right in the nick of time before the, the little bodybuilder fetish Vince got again for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And he does have the the ability to do a lot of the moves that um, he has a very unique skill set mm-hmm. uh, that he can incorporate a lot of the MMA stuff into WWE into his wrestling style, mm-hmm. which I which I enjoy because it it's a, it it gives gives you something different to to see, so it's not the same thing every single time.
0: Exactly, because that MMA style is going into WWE like you know they don't they don't use it to kill each other, but you use it to put a little flavor in the moves,
1: right. Right, no, and, and yeah, and having him like like I don't know what they're uh, Drew obviously you know later on gets in uh to the to the Money in the Bank, um, thing, but having having Riddle be able to beat somebody who has been a world champion is huge, huge. That's, right.
0: that, that's huge, and he also got Randy in the match by competing on behalf of Randy because Randy took the night off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was an interesting <laughs> wrinkle to
0: that show having uh
1: having riddle pretend to be Randy Orton.
0: I know he's like, I'm the Viper. I'm Randy. <laughs> that was I was hilarious. I was like, all right, he's now thinking he's Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a that that was a pretty cool uh um pretty cool deal. The uh I was gonna say the next the next big next big part of that was uh was AJ you know I I think that that having I think AJ definitely He's still one of the most premier guys, but he's doing, he still has, they still have the tag team
0: belts. That's right. He's taking a tag he's right now helping Oma's get comfortable in WWE because Vince likes big guys. So yeah, AJ, you're in charge of taking care of him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, he's probably teaching them the, the ins and outs and how to, how to do stuff and he's still, still training, but you, you're, you're paying him anyway. So you got to have yep. him out there. So, so He's he's doing the bodyguard. He's he's Kevin Nash right now.
0: That's right. He did a new Sean and Kevin. Eddie doesn't work. and He does his couple big moves.
1: Yeah, yeah. But having having that force, you know, he's going to get involved in in most of the matches. And he did in that uh, the main event thing. But still, Drew Drew won that match. And oh, uh, yeah. between uh, who it was, it was Riddle Riddle Orton.
0: Yep, real, real, real on behalf of Origin, uh, now he got in the uh, money in the bank. Yep, and, and then,
1: then it was uh, AJ and then Drew.
0: Yeah, AJ and then Drew. And I think that's it for Raw because they're gonna, they're like, they're gonna have one big money in the bank with everybody, I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So half of it's going to be Raw competitors, and the other half is going to be SmackDown competitors. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of SmackDown, just now Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stole the show with their Last Man Standing match, killing each other. Yeah, Legit, that was... each
1: other. <laughs> yeah the, I watched the. the I, I, it it does take a special individual to take that sort of a beating and make it one. I I'm sure everything hurt, but okay. he made it. He made it look like he was going, like physically going to die at the end of this match.
0: Uh, that's why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn want some of the best workers in WWE. And these two are best friends. They wrestle each other since, I don't know, since they started. I watched them wrestle at Ring of Honor when, I don't know, when I was still in leaving high school or maybe. Yeah. In the line, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they were wrestling for forever. There's actually a match out there that somebody posted Kenny Omega versus Sami Zayn, but he was going by his ultra ego, El Generico. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, you know, Sammy can't acknowledge it, but he's like, that's El Generico. That ain't me. <laughs> Sammy under a mask.
1: <laughs> yeah, and people... I mean, that's another match I'm sure people want to see. People want to see Kenny Omega fight everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what the funny thing about Sammy Zane's name is? What's that? If you put in a translator, it goes... Um, It says El Generico. <laughs> that's, perfect. that's perfect. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was like, that, that's why how he thought of Sammy Zane, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so with... Uh... With SmackDown, so, so now we have that uh, Kevin Owens is in the match. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to screw up the rundown, but I'm going to tell you who I know. So it's Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, and we're missing. Oh, is it Ricochet? AJ. AJ and
0: Morrison. Morrison, Morrison, AJ, uh, Morrison, Morrison Ricochet didn't qualify because they got counted out. So next yeah. week we'll see if they qualify or not.
1: Yeah. yeah. Both
0: of them good. <laughs>
1: A, that is a pretty interesting group of characters, um, and also, I, I don't think that I don't think any of those guys can beat Roman, Roman Reigns.
0: I don't. I, I don't. I, do not,
1: I don't. I don't think so. Especially on the Raw side, not right now. None of those guys are are in well, Roman's Roman's category. But then but, I, I also, Lashley. I mean, uh, Matt Riddle has beaten Lashley in a roundabout way. Because mm-hmm. remember, year was a U.S. champion. And then Riddle, uh, it was a three-way. He pinned the other guy to get the belt off of Lashley.
0: He did. And there was another point, like, for the Roman Reigns part. Roman did post online and, they're like, uh, I don't know, what is Twitter or some kind of thing. He said, like, nobody's up to my level. Only person that I could see that is Drew McIntyre. He only likes Drew. Roman only likes Drew.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they, they had a great match at Survivor Series.
0: Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, this time Roman's untouchable. But yeah, Riddle, I'm interested to see where he goes. They might actually push him to the main title belt.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely where he needs to go. I think he's that he's over. yeah, he <laughs> might be a big enough. Yeah, he might be a big enough. Uh, he might have enough momentum right now to to go ahead and get into a get into a feud. But it has to be one of those feuds. What I'm always I always worry about, like when when people come up and they get that like, guess what happened to Jack Swagger? When um, Jack yeah when Jack was there because Jack I mean he came in you know he had a great song you know it was very cool had the entrance did the push-ups fireworks whatnot yeah. they just got too, it was too much too soon once yeah. he got once he had the title once he got up there and he started fighting for it then he lost then where do you go
0: exactly because they kind of flopped with him when they gave him the belt they're like okay we don't know what to do because you know his mind skills not the best but you know they gave him something to talk with now but you know like they just don't know what to do after that. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do with him. So I don't know. He just flopped after that. They didn't know what to do with him.
1: Yeah. They, It's one thing that Teddy, uh, Teddy long uh, way back at, at freaking uh, when he used to work out, uh, I mean, used to work out LA fitness. He,
0: yeah, I, would, I, would
1: talk, I would talk to him and he would say, Hey, you know, it, you got to realize that it's a business. And if you don't draw money, then you're not going to be there. Or they're going to find somebody else who does draw money.
0: That's right. So
1: you have to keep that. Uh, you have to keep that in mind. So you have to have these people that people want to see, that people get emotionally invested in. And Jack, Jack at that time wasn't wasn't that person. He's actually doing way better in AEW right now um, because he he went out and did some other things and he's got more more cred behind him
0: and better writers uh, and
1: terrible backing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also a big part of it. Uh, but now, I mean, you look at the the champions and the way they they got it. Your champion has to be your main draw. Raw yep. has a great champion with Bobby. People, yep. P- Bobby's completely revamped his character. He's doing um
0: he's, his old he's doing, PNA gimmick.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is cool. And you got to have MVP because MVP is a is another great character who uh, who's kind of followed the same role. He had to leave and then come back, and now he's now he's at the top of uh, of the Raw card with Bobby.
0: That's right. He's Bobby's mouthpiece cuz Bobby wasn't the best promo guy, but he got MVP now.
1: And now they don't have to split the Hurt Business t-shirt sales four ways. Now they just split it two ways. So that also helps them out a little bit.
0: Exactly. It worked out perfectly for both of them.
1: And on on Smackdown you got Roman who who is the probably if you if you put if there was a totem pole of WWE championships, Roman's at the top. He's the he's he's, oh, he's yeah. the yeah. He's the dude. He's so head of the
0: table, like he says.
1: Yeah, so he's drawing some serious, serious money, and people want to see him lose. And we tune in every week to see who's going to challenge him, who's going to try to unseat this dude from the mm-hmm. head of the table. Edge is edge is a legend. He's That's a right. Legend. He is oh. a legend.
0: That's right. And he came out last week out of nowhere. Didn't expect it. We thought he was coming for the crowd appearance, but they couldn't wait. They brought an Edge. Edge beat up Roman and said, I want a title shot. And yeah, he got
1: And he is going to get one at Money in the Bank. And that does create a whole different set of, uh, of circumstances because now, you know, you have these title matches. I don't know when M- Money in the Bank has to be the first match because that creates all the drama. The winner of the Money in the Bank match. Or it could be the last match. You might have the two title matches before, beforehand. Um, but it's always so cool to see. I mean, you can cast that in any time. And that kind of – that elevates whatever person you're going to give that to is going to
0: elevate them for the rest of their career. Exactly. That money in the briefcase like the golden ticket to Willy Wonka. Yeah. You win that and you get you get whatever you want.
1: Yeah, like Car- Carmella's a two-time Money in the Bank champion. I just found out watching Raw tonight. I forgot she won it twice.
0: Uh, SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown, yeah, oh, yeah, I was
1: watching SmackDown. Yeah, she won it twice.
0: Speaking of Carmella, we had the returning seat, Selena Vega, tonight.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. That, that kind of came out of nowhere. I, I, I remember hearing that she was at the, um, the, performance, the, the, yeah, the performance center. Um, but, yeah, dude, that's that's wild that she's back.
0: Yeah, they hired her back because she, she drew money. I don't get what it is because you know she's a money drawer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that.
0: And there's a rumor that you might try to bring Alistair Black back.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of chatter on that. And I think that hey, you know, maybe they'll give him another shot, like they like there was with Joe. People love Samoa Joe. That's so right. they, so there was enough fire underneath it to be like, hey, you know, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we can go back and, and sign them. And That's right. they went back and signed Samoa Joe. So hopefully maybe Alistair Black is in that exact same situation.
0: That's right, because Triple H when Samoa Joe got fired, so Triple H said, hang on, I'll fix it. Brought him to NXC because Joe is, you know, Joe can't wrestle yet because he got the he did not pass concussion protocol. Wow. So yeah, so he's gonna be the enforcer until eventually he gets cleared.
1: That is wild. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Yeah, no, that that's pretty crazy. But I'm glad to have him back. He's a great, um, he's a great person to have on the show. Um, right. Also, did you see? This is this is also part of that. So you had uh, Cross and mm-hmm. uh, by by my dude, the Thick Boy. Oh, on uh, um, Bars Bronson. Bronson on uh, WWE uh, Bane of Hen.
0: Yep, because Vince uh, likes those guys because they're big. So Vince is get, giving them tryouts on main events to see how they do on the main roster.
1: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> yeah, a tryout. I thought that was the whole point of NXT. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, you know, I guess he, even I mean he does he does stuff his own way. Um, yeah, he has his way of doing things. And I did see. I I didn't watch any of the matches. I just saw it. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of weird. I I did. <laughs> Wrestling without context is is uh it doesn't make any sense. Like no. when, like when Jody Gorgano and uh, Ciampa came up, there's no context in that. They were just there yeah.
0: out of nowhere. That's what they said too. They were like, "We just been put together as a team, and there was no real story for us, so we went back to NXT." <laughs> yeah.
1: So what what can you do with that? Um You can't do anything. So having Cross and Bronson do that do that. I mean, they won, of course, in their in their matches because they're 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 potential big stars.
0: Yeah, of course. And so they like that's what Vince wants. Those two big guys, you know, he like Vince loves the big guys now again. So he always did, but now he's more into it. Like in the nineties, so yeah. he wants those guys up. Yeah, it's it's
1: kind of the direction that uh, the con uh, Tony Khan, the, the guy who uh, who is taken over as the I don't know if he's the chairman or the person or the uh, maybe he's the acting president. Um, that's, that's the kind of formula that he's going for,
0: um, oh, cool.
1: moving forward with, the with the company and they do, they, they have the thing that, the thing there has been another thing we're going to touch on. There has been a ton of firings,
0: ton of oh, firings
1: nice. since, uh, since they've, uh, since Tony's come on board.
0: right? But um, producer already quit. So it's Sanjay yeah. duck.
1: Oh yeah! Oh wow! Well, I did. I was not aware of that, that he
0: quit. He quit, and now he's an AEW as a producer.
1: Yeah. Well, <sighs> one thing that is good about the the firings is that most of those guys weren't being used, mm-hmm. um, and they're in the prime of their careers. So now they're now they can go in, in, in and and wrestle and 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 help build their name and help do what they want to do without. Without being just on a roster, just taking up space.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, it's sad I see them go. At least, I was hoping they go at least put some of them in NXT again, but yeah, that's the business side of wrestling. You have to trim the fat, like they say. It's yeah. not being, and they need the money for now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and they just didn't. For the for the wrestler standpoint, yeah, have yeah, whatever. It sucks. Everybody gets fired. It's just part. This part of living, but. Yeah. They get to do other things like they like if they want to go to AEW, they can do that and go to New Japan, they could do that and they can get on TV. Whereas, if they had stuck with WWE, it might have been another year or two or three, even with their contracts, that they weren't going to be on
0: TV. That's right, that's true. And I know it's a lot of those guys like Buddy Murphy and them, they got really jacked now after being fired. So, it's, it's, the, it's that hard
1: work after they get done, hard work of not having to. And not being on the not being under the thumb of the fence and not being able to uh, being able to work out at any time and just being able to work out pretty much all day because they yeah. they have their freedom now.
0: Yeah, work out, sleep, wake up whenever you want, work out with a little aggress- aggression anger, like you broke up with a girlfriend, like oh, ah, I'm gonna show you Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> then you just come back jacked.
1: Yeah, I did see I, I think that that Buddy Murphy I mean no they, no nobody who they let go is going to have a problem finding a
0: job. None of them. No, all of them will, find jobs. They're
1: all be, they will all be fine um whenever they decide to come back.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and F- I, I I didn't realize Fandango had been with WWE for 14 years. He did. He debuted against Jericho. That is insane. I, I had no idea that he had been there that long. That is a great I mean for, for anybody, that would be a, like a great career. You have it this is something that you go to somebody like, yeah, I was in I was in wrestling for 14 years, like wow, you've been able to wrestle for 14 years.
0: That's right. I remember Jericho talked about it in one of his stand-ups. He was talking about like he did whatever he can to make sure Fandango gets over. Like his finishing move, he told Fandango to hit me with that every night. So everybody knows you that's your finish. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he's
0: a lot of guys,
1: and he will do uh, if he goes to AEW. It's like a, I always joke. It's like AEW can't take everybody. I'm I'm sure they're there. everyone's go like, oh, They're going to go to AEW. It's like AEW doesn't have unlimited money. They can't just they can't nah. just say like, oh no. And that's and that's whatever. I don't know why people are are always like this. That they think that just that AEW success. Is going to be grabbing WWE leftovers. That is not how you build a company. That is not. You create your own superstars. You create your own thing. Do not, yep. do not take, do not take the people from the other company and, and kind of and just make that, just give them their, throw them in there and just let them go.
0: Pick exactly. who you,
1: pick who works well with what you do and use them.
0: Exactly. Like don't do what WCW did. That's what they made a mistake on.
1: Yeah, they just went and got everybody. They are like, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. You have, you have a little bit of WWF credit or WWE credit. We need you. We're going to bring you over here, and we're going we're to make you a star.
0: That's so right. We're going to put a lot of money into you, and we're going to be broke, but you guys are going to be rich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it they go with the company. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a good deal for the, for the, inter, for the, uh, for the entertainers on that side for, uh, for WCW. But it's not a good business model not a good way to not a good way to run a successful business
0: not at all that's hopefully they don't try to make the mistake by like WCW they already did a little bit but hopefully they don't do that no more
1: <laughs> yeah they've got they have uh I watched a little bit on was it Friday I watched the the young bucks match which was which was pretty good their their matches are are always entertaining but you always know where they're going they're gonna <laughs> they do their little thing they do their kicks and then it goes but no they're they're good I, I can't take anything away from the Young Bucks. They've they've cultivated a great fan base and they have they are a cornerstone of that business.
0: Exactly. Of, of AEW. Yep. They're the, they're the top tag team in AEW.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, tag teams over here uh, with WWE, uh, we we glossed over the there was also a championship match, uh, cage match, hell in a cell, because both shows got a hell in a cell match. Um, one one before the pay-per-view and then one after. So the one before Roman Reigns took on Ray Mysterio crazy. in a cage.
0: Yeah, because I think they really want to time off, and they both want to follow these off, and they're like, we're going to do it now. <laughs> yeah, and Fox was like, yeah, yeah, yeah yes,
1: do it. Ratings. Let's do it. It's, it's good for Fox. Good for Fox. So they got a great Hell in a Cell match. Of course, Roman comes out victorious. Oh, Hell in a Cell matches
0: are always brutal, and that was that was it lived up to it. That's right, and so did uh, Monday Night Raw. And Bobby went against the out of nowhere Xavier Woods in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and uh, Woods U- yeah. held his own.
1: USA Network got a little bit jealous and said, "Hey, you know, they got Fox got a Hell in a Cell. We want a Hell in a Cell."
0: Exactly, and it was like, well, oh, well, let's give it to you guys. And Woods stepped up to the plate to go against Bobby and held his own. About time people get Woods credit about his wrestling. He's not just a manager.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he would have a great if, – if MTV wanted to come back, a, Xavier Woods would have a fantastic version of Cribs in his house. It is, oh, yeah. It is, a, it is freaking – it is a freaking uh, arcade. It's, it's pretty much just – it's an arcade dress as a house. It's not even a house. It's just an arcade with – it's an arcade with beds and a kitchen
0: wow i want to be surprised if woods comes like hey this is my bedroom it's a racing car (laughs) i would not be surprised that happens
1: he's got some he's
0: got some cool stuff he
1: definitely has some cool stuff over there uh but but yeah he did a great job uh three great matches three unbelievable matches so good they gave him this week off so he had the match with riddle which is by far his best match that he's ever had i thought that match was was killer he
0: Right. They were hitting
1: spots. They were going back and forth. It, you you didn't know who was going to win. And then the co- to top it off is Riddle uses the the move of Randy Orton, the RKO, to knock out Woods.
0: That's right. Sometimes p two people just gel perfectly with each other, and that's what happened with Woods and Matt. They like they're like the perfect dance partners in the ring.
1: I would love to see that for uh, for uh, um, for a U.S. title. At some point. Um, then the next week we had um Xavier Woods versus Randy Orton.
0: That's right. And it was a good match too. But Randy was like, I'm not doing old old spots, kid. You're doing what I'm telling you to do.
1: <laughs> it, it, it is one of these things where, where where Woods working with somebody who's 6'5 is yeah. is he always says that those are the those are like the hardest matches, hardest mm-hmm. things to do because it's I mean, one, he's a legend. Randy is a legend and Two, because he's he's just a, such a big human that coordinating things is a little bit different. It's a little bit trickier with the footwork and placement. But he said that Randy is so good at it that he makes the matches very easy.
0: Oh, yeah. Randy's, like, just naturally born to be a wrestler. He's, like, what I agree with what JBL said. If you're to make a model of the perfect wrestler, Randy Orton is it. <laughs> he has... He's the perfect model for the perfect wrestler. Oh. Like and... He- like, like know. this. I don't know. So I said, one thing like the because he's big? Because you know, we touched on it a while back, where you know Woods, he's a strong dude, but they won't let him do power moves on someone like Randy Riddle. It's an exception because he's not like muscular, but like Randy, people like that, Woods got to hide his strength."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Being under six foot
1: in in WWE is not the best spot to be in. So you have to you have to be able to to do other things. And he was able to I mean, at first he was a manager. I don't think if he yep. if he didn't have the mic skills, if he didn't have the personality, if he didn't have the persona, you know, he might not have been able to 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 get the ear of WWE to give him the shot to do the give them a shot to do the new day. But he is a phenomenal athlete. Um, That's and right. when he when he does get to showcase it, it it's awesome. He it, it can do some amazing things like that. And one of my favorite parts is he was getting, hes going to hit his finishing move, which is the honor roll. And he did the honor roll into an RKO.
0: That's right. That's a perfect, uh, perfect timing, right down all that the honor roll into the RKO. And like Woods knows how to work with what he got. He's like, hey, I don't know what's happening. He's six foot five, not powering this guy, but I could do everything else in the middle. Yeah. We touched on that at wrestling school too. Our buddy uh Marco who knows Austin was saying like saying like, yeah, me and Austin in the same boat, great shit guys, but you guys go against someone like Randy, that's not gonna happen. No power moves for you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to be able to do the flips and and do the um uh, and do the the agility stuff when I mean, yeah. if you go against somebody like that, which he's yeah. which he's pretty good at.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say the next week, you know, the, the third, the third match, he gets to do the Hell in the Cell against uh, against Bobby.
0: Yep, and that's a hundred percent no power moves for him.
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah, he's definitely the ragdoll in that in that situation. I want to um,
0: say, oh, he did do Hell his own. I give yeah. him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he
1: he had to make it look good. He had to make it look good for Kofi. I mean, he's he's trying to build a, for the for story standpoint. He has. It was kind of like like Bobby establishing that there's definitely a tier system. That Woods is good, um, and MVP kind of MVP kind of has insinuated that Woods would be the is the weak link of the new day. He kind of went to okay. Kofi. It was like Kofi Bania, you know, that was great and all that. But but the other guys are kind of holding you back, and Woods got in his face right. a little bit. And that was that was Xavier Woods thing. He wanted to challenge Bobby and get out there and just uh, go at him. And uh, just to see. Just to show him that he was more than up, up, down, down, that he was more than his podcast, that he's not that he's a legitimate WWE superstar. And that's what I you know, say. He's got it. you got to be able to take it to people. And he did a great job of taking it to people. But Bobby, of course, being the world champion, being this season guy, was able to uh, was able to outlast Woods and pick up the victory.
0: That's right. He, he picked up the victory. Then they did the emotional thing where he tortured Woods in the cage and low Kofi yeah, and Kofi and Wood, they, they didn't have that perfect moment where he's like, let him go. That's my friend. And it's like, give that emotion for money in the bank. Like Kofi's like, I'm gonna kill this guy no matter what yeah. kind of thing.
1: It was a good piece of writing because Xavier Woods was written off of TV for this week. So That's that, I mean, he yeah, had the injuries—you know—was was, was faced with a faced with having his face rubbed into a to a hell in a cell cage. So he had a uh, he had a he had a he had a uh, an injury storyline going into next week, and he was off, and he'll be back. Uh, on TV next week and we're gonna see I just saw the uh the main event for next week.
0: That's right, a tag team match.
1: A tag team match. New day versus the real hurt business.
0: That's right. MVP and Bobby Light. Le- MVP's back in the ring. He's no longer hurt. Because <laughs> he took a yeah. bump on Monday.
1: <laughs> so it's good to have it that's a that's an interesting thing um to set up. How far are we from money in the bank?
0: I think maybe two weeks away I want to say
1: two weeks away okay plenty it's plenty of time to set that up that's 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 just about right that that they would get all the qualifiers in and, and get a get a tag team match in right before uh right before we settle things with money in the bank but yeah no, know that that definitely wraps it up um on the guys section there have been some some women's wrestling matches that have been pretty pretty interesting with the uh with the Bailey and Bianca stuff going back to, back and forth,
0: yep, they're gonna have Money in the Bank. Uh what, what did they say? Last woman standing match or? Yeah,
1: yeah, it is a mm-hmm. it, yeah. It's a think,
0: last last woman. Sta- I think Vince McMahon has this great idea for last man, last woman standing matches now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is actually, then given what I saw tonight, it's a it's a good direction to go in.
0: Exactly. That'd be a great match to see. Like this, probably be the 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 be end all for those two to end their rivalry in. in fact, yeah. it doesn't hell in the cell, but look like they're going to go a step step forward further.
1: Yeah, yeah, hell in the cell is usually yeah to get another match, another rematch between hell in the cell, which means they really like working with each other. Or Vince is like, yeah, well, I want to see this one more time and let's get a little bit more mileage out of this before we before We're we change me. it. Up.
0: Back and Sasha back again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Before we before we let Reginald beat Bianca for the title,
0: <laughs> oh, we're the first man woman champion. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll have we'll have Reginald win the title. Um, on on the Raw side, it's kind of been they've been going back and forth with Charlotte and Rhea. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's the same same deal. They've been going back and forth. I don't know where they're going for. It. They've definitely done done a better job with Bianca's call up than they have with Rhea's.
0: Exactly. And at least we got that Alexa Bliss storyline going on, so that's going to be interesting. And I have a feeling The Fiend's not going to be too far away because – oh, wait, I forgot. They said I t- read on that thinking about bringing him back in August.
1: Oh, wow, that's so i are going to wait that long.
0: Yeah, because they they're might they going to do the WWE draft, I think, by then. They're going to bring him to Raw. That's the rumor. Oh, that's okay. Awesome.
1: All right, that'll be interesting to have him go to Raw from SmackDown. But isn't he you – know, I guess he is on SmackDown.
0: He is on I would, SmackDown. I think he's going yeah. to feud with Alexa Bliss, like come back and get his revenge or something. Yeah. But maybe not. <sighs> but we'll yeah, see yeah. how that's going to turn out.
1: Yeah, it's been a uh, – yeah, those those two, it's been kind of just, just – just kind of like a circle of things. But I, I don't know if you can get Alexa Bliss involved into the championship picture, even though I think you should. Because yes. I think you should have as many people involved in that as possible.
0: Exactly. I think after this Money in the bank, I want to see Rhea versus Alexa Bliss. That'd be good. They both got like almost complimentary because Rhea's the, uh, the, I don't know, the uh, rock around a heck kind of look, and Alexa Bliss is like a demon. <laughs> what is going on with uh with Nikki Cross? Nikki Cross is now a superhero, which I wasn't a big fan of the gimmick, but it was her idea. So if she thinks it's cool, all right, I'm with you then if, you, if it's your idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, we got to just wait for it to unfold.
0: Well, she's the new hurricane for now. <laughs>
1: All right, so that about wraps it up um, with wrestling. We caught you guys up, and I hope you enjoyed our, our your your vacation from us. But too late, it's over, and now we're back. Uh, so take that, people. Uh, <laughs> take so that. do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so how about the questions we, we we've been questionless for for a couple for a couple weeks
0: i know well it's kind of early like do we have one more spot for money in the bank left or is, is it full now um i think there's one more spot left okay right, pick the person you want to see in money in the bank
1: person that isn't in money in the bank who i would like to see in money in the bank i would mm-hmm. like to see an nxt competitor I, I throw in um, Adam Cole into Money that would in the Bank. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not have somebody from NXT in there? That, that's like that's like that's like that would be like the coolest thing because you have a whole lot of people who watch NXT. A lot of, so, I'm sure there's some people who watch NXT who don't watch Raw or SmackDown.
0: <laughs> exactly, a lot of people love NXT because it's wrestling and there's a great story in there. Yeah. Adam Cole is perfect because if you haven't seen this guy in a ladder match. Adam Cole's a freaking genius when it comes to ladders.
1: So why not have an NXT competitor come out of nowhere and be in the ladder match? That would be my pick if I had to throw somebody into a ladder match from, from the roster. That's it. I
0: have to agree with that because I that just popped in my head. Adam Cole would be the perfect person for this. Because, like, if you watch his NXT takeovers, the guy could make a – he could wrestle only the ladder and make it entertaining.
1: Yeah. Also, while we're while we're talking about NXT, Bron- Bronson lost the uh, lost the U.S. Championship.
0: Bronson, oh, he did lose because they're going to bring him up.
1: <laughs> okay, he lost to Swerve Scott and uh, Swerve, Swerve's faction that he's uh, that they've started down there in NXT. So yeah, so Bronson is is looking up. So that's going to be an interesting interesting thing to to have uh, co- upcoming.
0: That's right. I want that be interesting when he comes to the main roster. That's what they're building for, but for, for uh for him to be coming back to, to, to the main roster while, while we're debuting the main roster.
1: You know, it's hard to say. He, I don't think he can go to SmackDown because he's too much like Otis.
0: That is yeah, true. A little bit. At least he's still got his beard.
1: Yeah, Otis Otis Keithley and Bronson are very
0: similar. That is. Like they they're like they both like powerhouses, strongman buddy, powerless but really strong guys. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. he is Samoan descent, Bronson. Mm, I don't know.
1: I do not know.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I wanted to see, see I think he's Samoan, but I'm not sure. He got the tattoo, but maybe wrong. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. All right. I got a fitness question for you. All right. All right. Uh, this is going to be something like how about like uh during your fitness career what is what what is one fitness tip you do you wish you would have known back in your training days
1: oh to rest more definitely to rest more
0: <laughs> i was agreeing that which i was the same
1: thing <laughs> yeah the uh the two things that i that <laughs> that i've learned too is uh one, you do need more rest than you probably realize. And two is that if you're – and two is just foam rollers. <laughs> I wish I found out – I wish I had used, been using foam rollers, like, for the past 10 years. That is one of the biggest changes, those two, rest and foam rollers, are the yeah. two things that I wish I had known earlier.
0: Mine will be – I will throw extra on it. I will throw the crossball in there and stretching yeah. a lot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, And yeah, the – used- yeah, I
1: used to walk into the gym and just mock people like, oh, look at them rolling around on that thing for freaking 20 minutes, not knowing, <laughs> not knowing that it would uh, that that it really, really helps. I had I had really had no idea that it does help help your training that much more by loosening up your the fascia around your muscles to, to help That's- it be more pliable.
0: That's right. I learned my I remember when I was a sixteen-year-old kid going to the gym, thinking I could lift the whole world at my local YMCA. It was um YMCA East Cobb <clears throat> across the street from the Publix. I was working out there, I think I was 16. This this older guy coming over to me. He's like, you know, he was in shape too. It's like, man, you better think about stretching and rolling out some more because you're strong as an ox, but you gotta be taking care of your joints and muscles, like ah, I'm good, I don't need that. And I didn't say that to him, but in my head, I'm saying that, but now I'm like Wow! All this time, he's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, he knew what he was. He knew what he was talking about.
0: That's right. When when an ex-fitness person comes up to you, uh, I'll, you you should listen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is true, man. You gotta, you gotta listen. Experience, experience is the best teacher.
0: Exactly. Don't be the young crazy kid that doesn't that thinks he knows everything,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> which that age he does. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that is uh, that's the last question.
0: That's right. Well, I got one extra one. If you want to do a oh, bonus, one? Let's,
1: let's do a bonus. Let's give them. We've been gone for so long. I think we owe it to the people to give them a <laughs> bonus question.
0: All right. Well, saving this for next week. But okay. Um, the number one fitness myth.
1: Um, number one fitness myth. I you know I would say this that that most people like they always equate bigger people with being stronger. <laughs> not necessarily the case, um, because I mean, you walk. In, I walk into gyms all the time, and they're there big people in there that are not that strong. That's true. S- strength has to do more with your uh, with the way that your muscles are put together, not so much the muscle size. In some cases, uh, yep. some people just have stronger muscle fibers, and they're they're able to to utilize their muscle fibers better. That's why you when you see somebody like uh I'm trying to think of somebody who's really, really big and not that strong. Uh hmm. everybody at my LA Fitness
0: who's, okay, who's using
1: everybody at my LA Fitness is using PEDs.
0: There you uh, go.
1: Yeah, so a lot of them are in there and they're they're big, you know, they're they're a lot of big dudes, but they're just not they're they're not strong because they're they're just uh they're just in there. With PEDs, you just you just have to stimulate the muscle tissue. You don't have to actually, yeah, lift works. a lot, lift a lot of weight, so to get stronger because that's that's how it works. So uh, and also, given time, your tendons and your joints, and your ligaments also develop strength as well. But mm-hmm. PEDs just build the muscle fibers. They don't build the joints or the and the ligaments and the tendons. So oh, yeah. You, you could be it's like the equivalent is putting putting a 700 horsepower engine into a miata
0: that's right cuz you know i could tell you my experience when i was a young kid trying to experiment with it it made me strong as an ox but my tendons hated me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that, that is the that is the give and take of it but yeah, no that that is that is huge fitness man. That that is a uh, mm-hmm. but it but it's but it's what it's an, it's really an obstacle illusion. It does, I guess that would be the best way to, to put it.
0: That's right. Like you know, some people think like just being big makes you strong. It doesn't. Look at Cesaro. He's a big guy though, but he's not like a Bobby Lashley jacked up size. Yeah, strong his, as his
1: His muscle fiber density is probably unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah. He's the one that John Cena picked as his as a squat partner that says a lot <laughs> yeah
1: he is yeah the way that his tendons are his muscles muscle tendons and muscle fibers are are pretty pretty ridiculous in the way that they work but yeah that was a yeah that's crazy but it today there's a great episode really well done um you got any shout outs oh you know what we can do let's check the IG we haven't yeah. been on the oh, we haven't been on the IG I mean, we 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 left. So let's see. Forgive
0: us, people. Forgive us. We're back now.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see who has joined the IG.
0: Check that okay. out. Let's see what we got here. give um, us. Oh, wow.
1: Podcast, podcast marketing
0: one. All right. Fellow podcaster.
1: Uh, we have Frosty Lifts.
0: All right. Lifters, fellow lifters.
1: Alex Trainer, Madrid. All right, Alex. John McKay, 70. All right. Friendly Feud, the podcast.
0: Fellow podcaster.
1: Faster, J-O. All right. Team Bernhardt. Team Bernhardt, strong man. Oh, the Bernhards. Um, Misra Industries. All right. Rick Y6626. Six, six, six. Well, a lot of
0: numbers there. <laughs> don't don't Aust- put things
1: like that. Osty <laughs> RG.
0: All right. Great name.
1: Carl Malt. Malt, all right. Uh PWS. Oh, PW strength.
0: All right. Strength people. All right.
1: Um, let's see who else. Freelance 7632. Um, uh Bowen 0874 UPC Georgia Shirt Punch.
0: All right. Did we just get somebody's address? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Carpathian kittens. All right, kittens. All right, cats. we you know, I like dogs. Cats are awesome too.
1: <laughs> and that is it for the people who have joined the podcast instagram page
0: all right welcome everybody to the banging and clanging team are we're, we're officially back now guys don't have no fear banging right. and clanging's here
1: all right so we have completed this episode um go back and check out the other episodes if you haven't um even going back to when we started titan games and i think we were just about to come up on the one-year anniversary so we can start putting season two <laughs> in the header. Uh, maybe next episode. I'll have to check on that.
0: Uh, right. Got these got shadows, outs Beretta? That's right. well. I take taking thank everybody who tuned in today. Now, I know we've been gone a while. You know, we're back now. We're here. We're out there. You know, we're gone for a bit. Out there slaying dragons, saving the world from zombie mutants, you know, doing our thing, all on our Xbox you never know. We took on werewolves too, and a new *Resident Evil* game. <laughs> but thank you everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to, to the Instagram channel, and also check out the YouTube channel. Clanging and the banging, new video out now. Where we shut down Crunch Fitness, where they have to kick us out, and we gotta do it outside. <laughs> we shut it down. They, they're gonna handle us in the gym. We were too too intense. We threw weight around. We threw people around. We didn't actually throw people around. We threw the weight around. <laughs> so that's right. Check those out. And tell everybody about the banging and Clanging podcast. Tell everybody. It's the 4th of July, too. So, happy 4th of July to everybody. <laughs> and Crosswood's got anything else to add.
1: Happy 4th of July. Be safe. And we will see you back here next week for another episode of Banging and Clanging.
0: That is right. We'll catch you guys next week. And we're back and back in action. As always, Crossbones the biggest arms in Crunch Fitness, who still wears the same size shirt as his
1: as the girl that he lives with. Sometimes,
0: Uh, something's about to slip out, but he said, "Girls to live with." Okay, (laughs) women's size? No, just kidding. He doesn't wear women's size. (laughs) It could
1: be she's 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 celebrating that she's had that she has now a Project Rock collection.
0: Ah. (laughs) <laughs> and Project Rock's going strong and she's big, she has bigger calves and crossbones look like way bigger it's not even close it's oh my monster, god
1: monster calves
0: calves versus the arms who will win this battle <laughs> I'm, uh, Mary might have him on this one <laughs> and I am Blake Beretta second biggest, biggest arms in crunch fitness who is still waiting for Universal Studios to call me up whenever I become rich and get on the n- new season of Empty Cribs if it ever happens and as always, we are banging and clanging sports. And we'll catch you on the next exciting episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. Goodbye.